Welcome to Watchman on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Happy New Year, everyone. Today on the program, we wrap up our week of gleanings as we also wrap up 2021. 2021 has been challenging to say the least, but God is faithful. And with His help, Watchman on the Wall and Southwest Radio Ministries is here, proclaiming that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Because of your prayers and financial support, more resources are being published and filmed, expansion into podcasts and online apps are in full swing. All of this is designed to reach as many people as possible with the good news. Thank you. The annual gleanings is a very special time here at Watchman on the Wall. All this week, we've been making you aware of the needs that we have and asking you to prayerfully consider what you can do to support our efforts of reaching into the chaos all around us and through Christ, bring clarity. Would you please help us finish this year strong? Your tax-deductible gift needs to be postmarked by today, December 31st, to count on your 2021 taxes. You can support Watchmen on the Wall by visiting our website, swrc.com. Click on the Support SWRC button at the top right of the homepage. That's SWRC.com. You can also give by calling our toll-free number 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can mail your gift to Post Office Box 76834, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73147. That's P.O. Box 76834, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73147. Thank you. There are more opportunities than ever to proclaim the truth that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Lord willing, and with your help, 2022 will feature many new resources, the launch of our online streaming service, FaithNet TV, and conferences all over the country. The Central Florida Prophecy Conference, our next in-person conference, will take place Friday and Saturday, January 28th and 29th in Lakeland, Florida. Speakers include Bill Federer, Dr. Larry Spargimino, James Collins, Dr. Kenneth Hill, Greg Patton, Dr. Ken Lindau, and Larry Stam. Registration is now open. Simply visit swrc.com and click on Events at the top of the homepage. Registration is free, but required. The Central Florida Prophecy Conference, January 28th and 29th in Lakeland, Florida. Register today by calling 1-800-652-1144 or visit swrc.com. Lots of exciting ways to stay connected and up-to-date with Watchmen on the Wall. Our SWRC app is one of those ways. The SWRC app features this daily program and articles from teachers like Dr. Larry Spargimino and James Collins. Simply search SWRC on your smartphone or tablet and download the SWRC app today. Another way to stay connected is our Moment of Prophecy e-newsletter which is available free of charge to everyone. Twice a week, you receive encouragement from Dr. Larry Spargimino, information on the latest resources from James Collins, and timely articles to equip you during your week. 
Sign up today for the Moment of Prophecy e-newsletter by visiting swrc.com or simply call 1-800-652-1144. Today we have Dr. Larry Spargimino, Dr. Kenneth Hill, and James Collins here to help us wrap up Gleanings Week and encourage us to stand up and support Watchmen on the Wall. Today is the last day of 2021. It's the last day to make a gleaning offering to Southwest Radio Ministries and have it count toward your 2021 taxes. Now, the biblical concept of gleaning is first found in Leviticus 19.10, where the Jewish people were instructed not to glean their vineyards, but to leave some for the poor and for the strangers. To glean was to take everything in the vineyard and leave no extra. God wanted them to leave the extras. So when wheat and barley fields were ready to be harvested, some of the grain was allowed to fall to the ground so that the poor could gather what they needed for provision. Israelite law also required that the corners of the fields were not to be harvested. The purpose of this law was to feed the poor, the orphans, the widows, and the foreigners. It served as a safety net and a resource. Today, I sort of feel like a lion in a den full of Daniels because I'm blessed to be joined by two incredible men of God to talk about gleanings. First in the studio with me is Dr. Larry Spargimino. Now, for almost 25 years, Pastor Larry has been the host of The Watchman on the Wall. He is the senior pastor of Southwest Radio Ministries. And he's also the pastor of Trinity Chinese Baptist Church in Oklahoma City. He has written over 20 books, including No Uncertain Future, a study guide commentary to Revelation. Dr. Spargimino, welcome to the program. Thank you, James, for having me. Also on the phone from Tennessee is Dr. Kenneth Hill. Dr. Hill is the president of Southwest Radio Ministries, and he operates five radio stations in Northeast Tennessee. Dr. Hill has produced hundreds, if not thousands, of audio and video programs. He's spoken in conferences all over the world, and he's written many, many articles and books, including the book that was just a bestseller here at our ministry this past month, A Classic Christmas. Dr. Hill, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you, James. It's my pleasure to be with you. Well, I want to talk with both you gentlemen about the principle of gleaning. This is my first year of gleaning here at Southwest Radio Ministries, and I mentioned in my introduction that gleaning is a biblical principle. We especially see that principle in the book of Ruth. Dr. Hill, would you go first, and would you just kind of remind us a little bit of Ruth's story? I'll be happy to do so. Ruth was following her mother-in-law back to Bethlehem, And when she came there, she was there to serve her mother-in-law. Now, there were no welfare offices. There was no check waiting on Naomi when she got there. There was nothing except a blank future. They didn't know how they were going to be fed. They didn't know how they were going to be taken care of. And yet God had a plan. Now, part of the national plan of taking care of people, and it was sort of like the welfare effort, was this gleaning's time. And so when there was a harvest, the Scripture had mandated and God had given the edict that there should be left handfuls of purpose (laughs) 
Now, that's something that comes out of the book of Ruth, and we know that Boaz, the kinsman redeemer who was the owner of the fields, had told his people to leave extra in the ground or on the ground so that Ruth could clean it. So it was far more than just what was left. There was extra put aside because Boaz thought so highly of Naomi and Ruth having come back to be with her mother-in-law. And so there was a loyalty there that Boaz wanted to give some credence to and to bless that loyalty. But there was a little more in it as time went on, wasn't there? The story of Ruth is a marvelous story because Ruth was not Jewish. She was from Moab, and the Israelites and the Moabites never really got along very well. They have had different deities, different purposes, different ways of living, but because of her faithfulness to Naomi's deity, the true and the living God, Ruth had noticed something different about Naomi and certainly about Boaz. And when I think of Boaz, you know, we often hear that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. That's true. Boaz had a lot of money. He was very wealthy, but he was a very generous person. And I think he was really instrumental in this whole idea of gleaning because he recognized the goodness of God, and he recognized that there's always a superabundance. And sometimes we in America, we keep the superabundance for ourselves, but that's not the principle, not what is taught in the Word of God. And I think especially now, when we have inflation in our country and gas is double the price what it was before and so on, that ministries are having a hard time, and we want to reckon with that fact. However, I think we will find it. Our listeners will find that God is always generous. There is always more. There's always something to share, especially with those who are sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and speaking and proclaiming the prophetic word of Jesus. Well, if I understand you gentlemen, Boaz was richly blessed. And when he learned of Ruth's story and her dedication to her mother-in-law, Naomi, he instructed his field workers to drop extra grain on the ground for Ruth to collect. Now, I think that Boaz is an ancient example of sharing abundance that modern Christians can apply today. Dr. Spargimino, do you think gleaning is still relevant today? Oh, absolutely, because the purpose of the gleaning was to provide for those extra, sometimes unseen needs that you were not aware of. And there are always needs, especially in ministry, especially today. And the fact that what God gives us, he doesn't just own a part of it. He owns all of it. And we give the 10%, we give the tithe, but actually we are stewards. We own nothing. God owns everything. And I think the principle of gleanings comes forth in this, it's a way of recognizing the sovereignty, the lordship of God in our lives. Yes, I think that the principle is very, very relevant for 2022. Well, Dr. Hill, our annual gleaning drive is extremely important to our ministry, isn't it? It is most important. Now, the Lord has used this gleaning effort since 1957 in this ministry. And there was a great need then so that 
actually they were thinking of maybe having to close the ministry. And we're not at that point, but they were at that juncture in 1957. And they thought, what shall we do? And they were praying about it and asking each other what ideas they might have. And they came up with this idea of using Scripture properly and having a gleaning offering to say what you have that's available. We're not asking that you take your life savings. We're not asking that you take your rent or your house payment. What we're saying is, what do you have that's left over that you might share with this ministry? And that's what gleaning was all about. It's what's left, not what you don't have, but what you do have. And that's what we talk about in this time of the year when we speak of the gleanings offering. Well, I've been working on a project that has required me to listen to some of our older radio programs. Now, both of you gentlemen shared the microphone with Noah Hutchings. I know that this was one of his favorite times of the year. Would you share, Dr. Hill, one of your favorite stories about Noah? My, which one shall I pick? You know, the truth about Noah was that when he woke up every morning, he had a clean slate to work from. Now, some of us put to-do lists together, and we have five things to get done on Monday and four on Tuesday and seven on Wednesday, etc. But that wasn't Noah Hutchings' way of doing business. When Noah came into the office, he had already talked to the Lord and asked the Lord, what do you want me to do today, Lord? Show me as I go along. It wasn't a plan ahead of time. It was when he was actually walking, he expected God to give him direction. And God did. And whether it was in gleanings, whether it was in preparing programming, or whatever it was, he said, I make my plan for the day according to as I see God leading me. And it may be a different plan today than it was yesterday, but he said, that's the way I know what I'm supposed to do. You know, people had come up to him often and would ask, how do you know God's will? And he said, I know God's will. He said, I take a step and God directs me. Mm, (laughs) And that has been uh, amazing to me because it's not something that we're taught in Bible school or in seminary. Certainly, we were taught how to plan, how to make the proper planning for a sermon series and all of the things that go with it. But with Noah, it was a day-to-day thing. God breathing his desire into Noah's heart every day. Dr. Spargimino, do you have a story about Noah? Well, very similar to that. We would get into the recording studio like we're here right now, and he would ask me what we're going to talk about. (laughs) So normally I had a topic or a subject, and I would start, and he knew so much about Scripture, he would chime right in. But 
The thing that I remember about Noah was his fishing skills. <laughs> I used to go with Noah and Kim Key down to Lake Eufaula, and there was a spot, a dirt road, and there was a kind of a rock jetty. And I would be using the same bait and the same size hook, and I mean, we had monofilament line, and I would throw out, and nothing would happen. And uh, I don't know if Noah would take a breath and blow on the bait or whatever, <laughs> but the fish always went for his bait. And it was kind of like he was very, what should I say, nonchalant about a lot of things. I remember one time in Israel, we were going down the street, and there was a ruckus somewhere. I was getting a little nervous. I think it was my first trip to Israel with him, and I didn't know if we were going to be in the middle of a war or whatever, you know, do we duck or whatever. But he was completely nonchalant about it. He was trusting the Lord, walking with the Lord. And so I looked at him and I said, well, if he feels that way, that's the way I'm going to feel about it. Calm down, Larry, and let's just have a good time as we walk down the street in Jerusalem. But those are some of the things that I think were very remarkable about him. He had a way of focusing on things. He didn't yell, shout, bang on. You know, some, some pastors are very vocal and very charismatic, so to speak, but he always spoke the truth, and he certainly loved the prophetic word. You'd ask him about the rapture. Uh, he would go off on First Thessalonians chapter 4 and First Corinthians chapter 15, and I know he's in a better place, and one day we're going to join him. When I listened to No on the radio in Tennessee, and of course I was on WHCB in Bristol, Tennessee, Virginia, he had an urgency about him, and he would never miss an opportunity to share Christ. It would be in a very informal way. He didn't have any kind of a plan, but he was a great conversationalist, and he would strike up a conversation, and before you know it, he would be talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. He'd tell some stories. So it was like the work of God was flowing through him, and he just went along for the ride, so to speak. Well, gentlemen, along those same lines, this Watchman on the Wall broadcast has been on the air since 1933. Dr. Hill, why do you think we have lasted so long? I think that we've had the purpose that is proper, putting forth the Word of God so that people can understand the plan of God. And we talk to people about the need of salvation through Jesus Christ alone, and we talk about the need of preparation for the time that is yet to come. We talk about the things of Scripture from prophecy that's been fulfilled, and from those things that are yet to come. And when I would talk with Noah, he would make an emphasis from time to time that we need to give the whole counsel of the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And that includes prophecy on almost every page. And he would point that out to me as he was teaching the Word. It was amazing when I first met him and became sort of an apprentice to him. It was amazing to hear him teach a man who never had to take a breath to teach the Word of God. What a gift he had. And we enjoyed that. But now when Dr. E.F. Weber began the broadcast in 1933, and when David Weber continued that broadcast and Noah followed up with that, it was because they were telling the needed truth 
of the gospel. And we're here for such a time as this. Indeed, we are here because we're needed. The message of the times of this very moment, uh, that message is needed more now than ever before. And I would certainly agree with that. In fact, I think we are one of the few ministries that, what should I say, we tell it like it is. And I've been amazed that more and more people, even some people who don't know much about the Bible and who don't know anything about Bible prophecy, they'll say something like, well, isn't there something in the Bible about this? You know, whatever it is, if there's a war, especially in the Middle East, the detonation of a new weapon, a nuclear weapon, whatever. And I think prophecy is really a good springboard to the salvation issue. I think we all realize how frail we are, how temporal, how short life is. And especially in the last year and a half, the last two years with the coronavirus, it's been kind of a wake-up call. As I look at many ministries, I see that many ministries that had started out rather sound, even denominations that had started out rather sound, have drifted in the wrong direction. And basically, there is a drift today. It's kind of like a river. Everything in the river, the leaves, the trees, the branches, they're all drifting toward the ocean. And that's what happens with many ministries. But Southwest Radio Church hasn't drifted. We're still speaking about the rapture. We're still speaking about the covenant, the unconditional covenant that God made with Abraham in Genesis chapter 15, and how the Jewish people have a special place. They're a special people, and the land of Israel is a special land. And I know there's been the boycotts and the divestments, and of course the amillennialists and those who are replacement theology, they've kind of removed Israel out of the picture. We've never done that because the scripture doesn't do that. I think there are people not only Jewish people, but I think there are Christian people who see Israel as being a key factor. The You know, once uh, May 14th, 1948 came around, the clock started to tick, and people know about that. So I think one of the reasons people love us is that they see that we're not changing. And I should say we do have some Roman Catholic listeners, and of course we're not a Roman Catholic ministry, but we have a lot of things in common. We're pro-life, we're pro-family, and they do see, even in the Roman Catholic Church, for example, with this Pope. I know some Roman Catholics who are very upset with this Pope. So the idea that we are immovable, if it was true 10 years ago, if it was true yesterday, it's true today, it'll be true tomorrow, and it'll be true in 100 years if we're still here. And I think a lot of people have seen so many changes. They're tired of changes. They want something that they can say, this is the way it is. I can bank on this. It's going to be this way tomorrow. And you can count on Southwest Radio Church. Well, again, today is the last day of 2021, the last day to make a gleaning offering to our ministry and have it count toward your 2021 taxes. Would you consider making a gleaning offering to Southwest Radio Ministries? We're asking you today to prayerfully ask the Lord what he would have you give and then give it. Again, you can leave a gleaning offering by mailing it to Southwest Radio Ministries. It needs to be postmarked by today to count 
for your 2021 taxes. You can mail it to Southwest Radio Ministries, P.O. Box 76834, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73147. That address, once again, is Southwest Radio Ministries, P.O. Box 76834, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73147. You can also call now with your gift. Our toll-free number is 1-800-652-1144, 1-800-652-1144. Or you can easily give online. Just go to our webpage at swrc.com. That's swrc.com, and click the box that says Support SWRC. Well, Dr. Hill, this past year has had its share of ups and downs for our ministry. We had some problems this past summer with the post office, didn't we? Well, we certainly did. The month of June was a real problem for us because the post office didn't deliver the mail. The mail is a lifeline to our listeners and from our listeners to us. And because of that, we had a deficit of about 10% of what was needed to meet the budget. And that deficit has continued through the year. We've had some exceptional gifts. We've had regular gifts. But we have not yet been able to make that 10% loss up this year. And so that's something that we brought to the gleaning offering to remind folks that we have that need. And we would certainly appreciate their praying about what they can do to help us. Well, Dr. Spargimino, you mentioned the economic downturn a while ago. The economy has also hurt our ministry, hasn't it? Yes, it really has. And I think because of the economy, I think because of the sense of uncertainty, the discretionary money that people would have shared with us is they're holding on to things. It's kind of like, you know, if you're swimming in the ocean and you're getting tired, there's a two by four that comes floating by, you're going to grab it. And, you know, people are not really selfish, but they are afraid. And I think there's the idea that, you know, let go, let God become a partner with us in this marvelous ministry that has been going on for more than 80 years. And when you do that, you know, people invest in uranium mines and oil wells and so forth, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not putting that down. But when you invest in a ministry like that, you have no idea who hears the word of God, who is alarmed, who is warned, who comes to Christ. What family? We certainly love families. We have no idea what families may be brought back together. I've often found in marital counseling, reminding husbands and wives that are not getting along that, hey, you know, the kids are important. We are on a divine mission. We've got to stick together. We've got to work out our problems. We've got to be faithful to Jesus so that when he comes, we're ready for the rapture. So I think, you know, our ministry touches every area of life. I think if people realize that, they realize what we're doing, who we're touching, the kind of ministry we have, that they will see that there is a need, as we've explained, and that they will give. That's certainly our prayer. As we close out this year, would you please support Watchmen on the Wall? Visit our website, swrc.com, and click on the Support SWRC button at the top right of the homepage. That's swrc.com. 
You can also give by calling toll-free 1-800-652-1144. All of us at Watchman on the Wall wish you and your family a happy new year. Lord willing, we'll begin a new year together on Monday as we once again, through Christ, bring clarity to the chaos. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com.